The Rambam writes in Hilchas Chanukah, all the way at the end in Parag Dalit Halacha Yud Beis, and you have to listen to the words of the Halacha Rambam. He says that mitzvahs ner Chanukah, mitzvah chaviva hi adma eid. The mitzvah of lighting neiros of Chanukah, the mitzvah of lighting the menorah is an especially chaviv mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that has great love. It's tremendously beloved by Klal Yisrael, cherished by Klal Yisrael, this mitzvah. And the question is, why the Rambam writes this specifically by the mitzvah of Hanukkah? There are many other mitzvahs in the Torah, of course, and maybe he's alluding to the fact that Mitzvah Rabbanon Chazal tell us Chavivin Divrei Seifrim Yisur Mienish Shaltera. In certain ways, the Rabbanons are more cherished, more beloved than even Dairisus. So maybe he's referring to that Chazal, but it still begs the question. We have Megillah, we have other Rabbanons. The Rambam doesn't mention anything about the fact that it's so Chaviv by those other mitzvahs. There's something significant about the mitzvah of Hanukkah, the Rambam says, describes it as a mitzvah chaviva hiyad ma'id. So if you look in the Magid Mishnah, the Magid Mishnah on that Rambam says that perhaps the Rambam is coming from the Gemara and Shabbos on Chav Gimel, that same sugya of Hanukkah, where it says that Haragil b'ner if a person is ragel, if a person lights Chanukah Neiros, so he is zeichet ha'abanim tamidichachamim. If you light Menaira, Rashi says also, if you light the Shabbos Neiros, that's a school of for having children who are tamidichachamim. Agavorcha, I once asked a Rosh Hashiva of mine, why do I... Why does the Gemara speak about having children who are Talmud Chacham? What about me? I want to be a Talmud Chacham. So it should say, if you are Ruggel B'ner, you will be a Talmud Chacham. Why does it say about your children? And he told me, he says, for you to be a Talmud Chacham, there's no schoolus. You have to sit and learn. There's no other Eitzis. If you want to be a Talmud Chacham, the only way to do that is to sit and learn. If you want your child to, have a, to be a Talmud Chacham, so then you could go for brachas, you get skulas. But for you to be a Talmud Chacham, you have to learn. But the Gemara says that if you want to have children who are Talmud Chachamim, then you're going to light your nearest Hanukkah, and that will be a skula for having children who are Talmud Chachamim. So the Magid Mishnah says that that's perhaps where the Rambam gets this from. That there is a Chavivas in the mitzvah of Hanukkah, that it's chaviv to the extent that you will have a child who's a Tamar Chacham. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a child that's a Tamar Chacham? And so Mela, this mitzvah, says the Ram, is a mitzvah chaviva yad ma'ayd. It's a tremendously beloved mitzvah. I wanted to perhaps explain what the Magen Mishnah means. The Gemara in Shabbos there says that if a person loves Rabbanon, 
a person has a love for Talmidei Chachamim, Derachim Rabbanon, if you have an Abba for Talmidei Chachamim, if you see a Talmud Chacham and you say, wow, I love that person, Havin Bnin Rabbanon, the Gemara says, you will have a child who's a Talmud Chacham. Rashi says something beautiful. He says that since you love Talmidei Chacham like your own child, you have that love that you have for a child, that's how you have a love for a Talmud Chacham. You want to take care of them, you want to honor them, you want to revere them, you want to respect them, you want to do anything for them. So you'll have a child who's a Talmud Chacham. So we see sort of a parallel in the Gemara that there's two ways of having a child who's a Talmud Chacham. First of all, by loving Tamidah Chachamim and by lighting Neiris Hanukkah. Perhaps we could say that if you love lighting your Menorah because you recognize that this is a mitzvah de Rabbanon and I love Rabbanon, if I love the Rabbanon because there's a tremendous Rachim for Rabbanon, I have Ava for Tamidah Chachamim. So when I light a, a menaira, I'm not just lighting a menaira. I'm showing my chavivas for drabonans, and by extension for all tamidah chachamim. When you light a menaira, tomorrow night think about this. When you're lighting a menaira, you're not just lighting your menaira. If you have a geshmak when you light a menaira, that shows that you have an ava for what? For tamidah chachamim. If you have an ava for tamidah chachamim, so then. If you love Rabbanon, you will have a son who is a Rav. You will have a son who is a Tamar Chacham. If you're Ragel Bener, if you have this Chavivas, to you, and you cherish this Mitzvah the Rabbanon, so your child will also be a Tamar Chacham. I wanted to suggest that the Rambam is Lashitasai. The Rambam Shita is we know that there is the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah is mitzvah Ner Ishu Beisai. One candle per house. Then there's a Mahadran, there's a Mahadran, Minah Mahadran, the Rambam's Shita is, and it's Machlekes, but the Rambam's opinion of what Mahadran, Minah Mahadran is, is that I light for everyone in my household. The Rambam's Mashal is if I have 10 people in my household, on the last night of Hanukkah, I will personally light 80 candles. One candle for every single person in the house. Obviously, Minagashkenaz is different, even Minagsvad is different. We light, everybody lights their own menorah. Every Ben Bias has their own menorah to light. But the Rambam Shita was that no, for whatever the Lumdus is, there's a briskerov about it, but whatever the Lumdus is, but the Rambam Shita is that I have to light myself for every single person in the house. That's Mahadrim and Amahadrim. Every night I light the amount of candles of that night times the amount of people in my house. What do we understand this Rambam to mean? 
I believe that what the Rambam is saying is that there's a mitzvah of Chinuch. Chanukah is related to Chinuch. And the Rambam is saying that it's not alone enough just for me to light and then for you to light. If you're one of my Bnei Bayis, the way to be Mechanech somebody is to show them how to do it. It's to show them how you're supposed to have tremendous chavivas for the mitzvah. And when I could show you myself how chavav the mitzvah is to me, then I'm going to be able to ignite every single one of you just by, by the power of my chiba, by the power of my personal chavivas the mitzvah, everybody around me by osmosis will be lit up themselves. And so I will be lighting up every single person in the room. Every person will be ignited, will be inspired, will be uplifted, will be elevated. Like Rashi writes in Baalaischa that the mitzvah of the Menaira, when the Kaingado lit the Menaira, Baalaischa means Sheteha, that you're supposed to make it that I have to, the Kayin has to ensure not just that it's lit, but that the actual flame goes up by itself. That means that the mitzvah of Chinuch, this is how Ramesha Feinstein understands it, the mitzvah of Chinuch is that it's not alone for me just to tell you what to do. I have to make sure that you yourself are ignited, that you yourself are able to go on your own and with the same passion that you saw in me, go and continue that passion throughout the world, throughout your life, throughout your Talmidim and your Talmidim's Talmidim and your children's children. That's what the mitzvah of Chinuch is. That's what the mitzvah of the Menaira is, to be oila, to be make sure that the Baalaischa is, that I can't just walk away from the Menaira, I have to make sure that the candle is burning on its own volition, on its own. The famous Eish Kaidesh, the Piazetzna writes in his Akdama to the Cheves HaTalmidim that in order for a Rebbe to really ignite a, a Talmud, he has to make sure to go into that Talmud's Neshama, understand that Talmud, and then light a flame inside of his Neshama so that it burns brightly and that it's elevated and that it rises, that Neshama. That's Chinuch. And so I think that's the Rambam's Shita. The Rambam Lishitasa is that the Rambam who says that mitzvah ner Chanukah is a mitzvah chaviva yad ma'aid. It's a mitzvah that's so chaviv. You know why? Because aragel b'ner havin lebanim tamid chachamim. The menaira is the vehicle through which we can instill chiba in our children and show them how beloved the drabanans are to us, how beloved the mitzvahs hatayra are to us, and the children who see this, they will be inspired themselves to want to have chavivas for Talmidei Chachamim and for themselves to want to have a chavivas for Debrei Seifrim and to go on with this endless chain of Taira Misinai and the Taira Shebaal Peh, which is from the Chachamim, the Chachme Hadar, to the next Chachme Hadar. I want to tell you a beautiful story that I heard this week. There was a group of children in B'nai Brak, 
and they were very excited. There were fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders, and they were going on a on a trip to a water park. They made a seum on something together, and they were all invited to go to a water park, and they were talking about it, they were buzzing about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. They took two buses. There was fifth and sixth in one bus, and seventh and eighth grade in the other bus with their abeim, and they each, they set out from Bnei Brak to, a, I think it was to Zichron Yaakov, where there was a big water park, and they were so looking forward to it. When the buses pull up to the water park, they see something that was strange to them. They see that there were other buses in the parking lot, and that there were girls, there was like a Beis Yaakov, a big Beis Yaakov that were, the girls were getting off the bus at the same time. Now they're not going to go together, so they, the, the Rebbe, one of the Rebbeim, went into the office and said, what's going on? You know, we have a reservation here. And the kids were already getting off the bus, they were excited. They said, well, I don't know, we, we know that you were booked, but also... Somebody else must have double booked in the office a girls' school the same morning as yours. And the Rebbe was agitated because he had all these boys, they were restless, they wanted to go into the park. And, but obviously the girls were there already and they couldn't start, start up. And he didn't know how he was going to go and disappoint you know, all these many children, many, many yeshiva boys. But he had no choice. So he came back to the buses and he told both of the buses how we're sorry, we're going to have to do this another day. And, uh, you know, there was a mix-up, but, you know, we have to try to be on our best behavior in spite of our disappointment. And the boys were very, very upset. The boys were really, really upset. And they said, you know, it's not fair. And why don't you go into the office and tell the girls to leave? And some of them were really getting, you know, very upset, and they were on the buses already. The fifth and sixth went on their bus, and the seventh and eighth went on their bus. And they were really, there was like a rebellion that was about to take place against, the, against someone. But they were really, really fit to be tied, these boys. And the buses were heading back already to the yeshiva, and the, everyone was like really stewing and upset and angry, and the rabbeim on both buses didn't know what to do. So there was an eighth grade boy that goes to the front of the bus and asks the rabbi if he could borrow the microphone. Now, the rabbi didn't know what this boy was going to do. He could have either like really you know, whipped up everybody into a bigger frenzy, or maybe, you know, but things really couldn't get worse, so he just, you know, just gave the mic to this kid. And this boy takes the mic and he says, Chevra, he says, we should be so proud of ourselves. He says, we're Bnei Taira, we're Yeshiva Bachram, we're Yeshiva Light. We have so much to be proud of. We could have gone into the office. We could have made a Chil Hashem. We could have started screaming and making Afghana. But instead, we basically, we're not happy about it, of course, but we're, we're taking it in good stride. We are, we're on the bus. We're going back to Yeshiva. Let's sing together, Ashrenu Matayv Chalkeinu. We're so lucky, we're so fortunate, we're B'nai Torah. 
that we should appreciate what we are, we should appreciate what we, what we have, and the Kiddush Hashem that we made there, that we didn't make a Chil Hashem, Ashreinu Matev Chalkeinu. And they started singing and dancing on the bus, Ashreinu, Ashreinu, Ashreinu. And they were singing and singing all the different Ashreinus. And they kept going and going all the way till they got to the, uh, to the yeshiva. Now the principal was waiting at the yeshiva. He knew that there was this double booking and he was afraid like what would happen when these boys were getting off the bus. And he sees they're all getting off the bus so happy and they're singing and he goes over to, uh, to the Rebbe, to the eighth grade Rebbe and he says, you know, what happened after they double booked? Weren't they upset? He says they were very upset, but this boy came and he took the microphone and he, he told them, you know, how lucky we are to be Bnei Taira, to be Yeshiva Bachrim, and let's sing and let's dance, Ashreinu. And the, the Rebbe was Nispal. The, the, the Manal was going crazy, like, wow, who is this boy? And he said exactly the boy's name. The other bus pulls in, and again, the Manal is standing there and he gets, you know, the, the report off of the fifth grade Rebbe. And he says, what happened on your bus? He says, well, it started out really, really bad. The boys were very disappointed, very frustrated, very angry. But then there was a boy, a fifth grade boy, and he took the microphone and he said, we're Yeshiva Bachem, we're Bnei Taira. We should be so happy. We should be so fortunate. Let's sing together Ashreinu because we didn't make a Chil Hashem. We made a Kiddush Hashem. We could have been worse. And I know we're disappointed, but we should be so happy. We should be so proud of who we are. And the Benal was like, wow, who is the name of the, well, who is this kid? So he said the name. It was the, and these two boys, the eighth grade boy and the fifth grade boy were brothers. They were brothers. And the Manal was going crazy that, wow, the father, what chinuch these kids have. These kids are so mechunuch, so, so geschmack, so happy to be hidden and so fortunate. Singing Ashreinu and they were mechaving to each other. They didn't, you know, they didn't have cell phones, so they, didn't, they weren't able to communicate what they were doing together. It was completely separate, completely independent. And they gave the same pep talk, the same drasha. So the Manal calls the father and says, I just want you to know, you have two great children. You are mechanech, your children, in a beautiful way. Could you tell me exactly how you did it? What's your secret sauce? How'd you, how are you zeichet to megadol two children like this? And all your children are like this. How'd you do it? So... The father said the following. He said, I think the reason is that a few weeks ago, my wife took our whole family, they have many children, she took them shopping in a mall. And it was a very, very hot day, and they were riding on the bus back home. Before they got on the bus, the mother said, okay, it's very hot, I don't want everyone to, you know, get, uh, uh, you know, to be dehydrated. Everybody is allowed, we're going to buy ices for all the kinderloch, all the kinderloch, whatever they had, eight kids, ten kids, we're going to buy ices for all of them. So one of the kids went in and bought ices in one of the, one of the little stores in the, in the mall, and they're all sitting on this public bus, and 
the mother, just Agavorcha, she says, by the way, let me look at the ices to see if there's a hechsher on it. And she looks at the ices wrapper and she sees that there is a hechsher, but it's not the hechsher that they rely on. They felt, she felt that this was not, we, we don't, that's not our hechsher. We hold a little bit of a higher standard hechsher. This is not the hechsher that we, uh, it's not bad hechsher, but it's not our hechsher. And she told all the children that it's not for us, let's not eat these ices, and, and it's, we, we live by a, a little bit of a higher standard. And the children didn't complain, even though they were chalishing for these ices, it was so hot, and they really wanted the ices, but they understood, their mother said not to, and they understood that, and they respected her. And she said, at the end of the bus ride, as they were on their way home, she said, I'm so proud of you, Kinderloch, that you were able to uh, withstand this Nisayan of not having those ices. And she said, when you come home, we're going to raid the freezer, and any ice cream that you find, any cake that you find, you can, we're going to have a big party to celebrate. They come home, and they're eating the cake, they're eating the ice cream, whatever is in the freezer, and then the father comes home. He's, he told the principal, you know, I came home and I see this whole Shabbos party. And I said, like, what's, uh, you know, what, what happened? What's the yantif? So she told him the story and he said, but this is not enough. This is not enough of a reward. They did something tremendous and this is not enough of a reward. I want them to go out together to go to a, a store in the neighborhood and buy a really big hush of a cake and bring it home, and we're going to eat it together. We're going to make mamish a yantiv for, for what they did. And while the kids were out, the parents set, set up a beautiful Shabbos table. It was during the week, but they set up a beautiful, they put their white tablecloth on, and they put fancy dishes out, and fancy crystals, the best that they had. And they all, and when the kinderloch came home, they all were shocked to see this beautiful scene. And the father cut the cake and each of the kids were eating it and they were and then the father gets up and he gives a drasha to the whole family and he says you don't know how much nachas you gave to me and to your mother and to the rabbinic shalom he says Baruch Hashem we're B'nai Taira and we live by a higher standard and you kindleloch didn't complain you understood that this was important and you didn't do any, you didn't make a chil Hashem, you made a huge kiddush Hashem, and let's dance together, and we started singing Ashreinu, Matayv Chalkeinu, Manam Garaleinu. And we were dancing around the dining room endlessly, again and again and again. And this is perhaps why my children were zeicha to do this on the bus, because they saw from me. They saw me how I was that I lit up the children myself. By example, I showed them how geshmak it is to be a yid. And so they themselves understood that. They themselves were able to be lit up by me. And they were able to have the chavivan divrei seifrim, to appreciate Rabbanon, to appreciate tamid chachamim, to appreciate being b'nei Taira. This Menal heard this, and he would tell every Menal, every Mechanech this story. He was so nispal over what he had heard from the father. And one of the people that he had told it to 
was Reb Tzvi Meir Zilberberg, the famous Mashpia uh, in Eretz Yisrael. And Reb Tzvi Meir called up the father. He wanted to hear it firsthand from the father. And the father said to him that there is something about the story that I didn't tell the Manal. He said, I didn't tell the Manal that a few weeks later, after this Shabbos party that we made for the kids, there was a woman that came into our house and she gave one of my kids a candy. And, my, and that child didn't eat the candy. He first went into the kitchen and he showed it to my wife. And he says, Mama, is this candy kosher or is it Ashrenu candy? This is the site of Hanukkah. The site of Hanukkah is that we're lighting Neiris Hanukkah and we're being mashpia on ourselves when we light the Neiris. How important it is for us to have chavivas for Divrei Seifrim, for, for the Rabbonans. So many times, you know, we're saying, ah, it's only the Rabbonan. It's only the Rabbonan. If you understand what the Rabbonans are, who the Rabbonan were, my Hanukkah, the Taner Rabbonan, the Rabbonan are everything for us. Tamidachamim are everything. Tamidachamim aren't just, you know, human people that are, that are, Tamidachamim are Malachi Hashem. From the Tanoim, the Amiraim, the Ga'inim, the Rishainim, the Achreinim, Asher Mipim, Anuchayim, we live from them. We live by them. Hanukkah is a celebration of a Yantiv Durabonon. The Rabbanon were misakin for us this Yantif. We're in the airspace of Tamid Chachamim. When we have Chavivas for, 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 for Neres Chanukah, Mitzvah Ner Chanukah, Mitzvah Chaviva Yad Ma'id, what does that mean? The Ram is telling us that we have to have Chavivas for Divrei Seifrim. We have to have Chavivas for Tamid Chachamim. And when we have Chavivas for Tamid Chachamim, then it's Haragel Bener. We will have ourselves children who are Tamid Chacham because when they see that the, the Av bias, that the main person in the house is lighting one, two, three, seventy-nine, eighty candles on the last night, every single child in that house, every single household member sees the Chavivas that you have and they're inspired by example by the force and the power of your love for Tamid HaChamim, they will love Tamid HaChamim. How could they not? And that's the Chinuch of Hanukkah. It's Mechanech ourselves, it's Mechanech our yeshiva, it's Mechanech our families, our communities, our world. Through this beautiful yantiv that we're celebrating together called Hanukkah, we are in the airspace of Tamil Chachamim. We gain a new appreciation for Tyra, for G'dayli Yisrael. We have to feel so fortunate. We have to feel that Ashrenu, that we're in Yeshiva. The Yeshiva is, the Gemara says that my Bey Rav they used to call the yeshiva Bey Rab. It's the bias of Tamid Chacham. This is the house of Rabbanon. We're living in a yeshiva. We're zeicha to be in a yeshiva. That means we're in a building that's built on the kayach of Rabbanon, on the kayach of Tyra of Tamid Chacham. What do we do all day? Abaye Rava, Shamai Hillel, the Rambam, the Rashba, the Ran, Reb Kivager, the Ktsais. 
We're living in the, in the, in the world of Tyra, in the world of Tumidi Chachamim. Hanukkah is a time of Tyra Shabbat It's a time that we could step back a minute and appreciate what we're doing day and night. How much we love Tyra, how much we love Tumidi Chacham, we love Gedaila Yisrael. We tell stories about Gedaila Yisrael. We read about Gedaila Yisrael. We learn about Gedaila Yisrael. We learn their Tyra. And we aspire ourselves to be G'dayla Yisrael. And for our children and our children's children, L'kayim banu chachme Yisrael. But the only way to do that is to light up every single person around us. It's not enough anymore for us just to work on ourselves. We have to work on our roommates. We have to work on our chavrusas. We have to work on our shir. We have to work on our yeshiva. We have to work on our communities, our families. I have a minig at this tish almost every Hanukkah, maybe every Hanukkah, I don't know. I tell over the story of the beginning of my personal trajectory to have love for Tyra, to have love for Tamil Chachamim. So I went to uh, the Hebrew Academy of Long Beach. I grew up in Long Beach, and that's where I uh, that's where I went to yeshiva. And in um, I don't know um, in seventh grade, I had a uh, a rebbe who was nifter very very young, too young. His name was Ramesha Fruchtenler, and. We were, I guess, modern Orthodox kids from Long Island. We were good boys, I guess. I didn't think we were, but then I came back to Halb years later, and all the rabbeim and all the teachers said that, you know, you were the best boys. And I don't remember it that way, but relatively speaking, I guess we were. But... So my rabbi invited us. He lived in Brooklyn... And he was a Chaim Berliner, and he was from a different world. We had never met somebody that was like really from yeshivish, um, and he had a very vibrant personality. He had um, he would laugh one minute, he would cry one minute, he would tell us stories about Kedeli Yisrael, about Rav Hutner, his Rosh Hashiva, and he brought us into a completely different world. And Hanukkah of that year, he invited us for a Mesiba in his house in Brooklyn. And we all went. And Brooklyn was a place that I don't know if I've ever been to before, you know, at that point in my life. And uh, it was basically, it might as well have been on the moon. It was so far, not so much geographically, but just, you know, just a different world. And we came into this simple home and we sat around his table, his dining room table, and his wife was popping popcorn, I'll never forget, like on a, one of these old-fashioned popcorn poppers. And uh, it smelled of popcorn, but it smelled really of Ilam Haba. And we would sing together 
and we would dance together, and he would tell us Divrei Taira. And that night really like changed everything. Not just for me. I have friends that are today very big Talmidei Chachamim, Rashi Kailel, uh, people, you know, Rosh Hashivas, Rabbeim, Chashav Balabatim, and their lives were all changed from this one individual, this one Mechanech, that was Madlik, Achetei Ashal Heves Eilam He tried to understand each and every one of us, who we were, what we were, and years later I bumped into him on the street in, in Flatbush and I was schmoozing with him and, and he told me that he thinks I should be a Rebbe. I wasn't really planning on being a Rebbe at that point in my life, looking at many options, but when he said that to me, it made such a reishim on me. And that was really another turning point in my life. That Hanukkah, he taught us a song, and I guess the old-timers here know the song, either from Hanukkah or Purim. The guys that are new, and many of you are new, or because of COVID, maybe we didn't have uh, the luxury of having so many Hanukkahs and Purims over the last couple of years, but he taught us a song, and I think it's one of the most beautiful songs. It's, it's a Hanukkah song because it's from the end of Mizmer Shir Chanukah Sabayis L'David. The words, I'll tell you what they mean. You know the words, but I'll tell you, I'll remind you what they mean. I will be meraimim you. I will elevate you, Hashem. I will exalt you, Hashem. Because you have pulled me up, like a deli is like a pail. You have pulled me up from the depths. Hashem you didn't let you didn't let my enemies be happy, rejoice over my downfall. We have so many enemies, we have so many Kitrugim, so many Yitzharis in our life that torment us and pull us down and are rejoicing over the fact that we are we are so submissive to it. But on Hanukkah and on Purim, on days that the rays of the Rabbanon are so powerful and so strong, and we could bask in the light of Tyra in a way that we can throughout the whole year, we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we praise you, we bless you, we uplift you, Hashem. Kidilisani, because you drew me out of that bar. Like Yosef was pulled out of the pit, you pulled us out of the depths we find ourselves in the depths, in this gallus, in, in the situations that we're in, we're so low sometimes. But HaKadosh you and only you, can pull us out of those depths. You could bring us to new heights. You could allow us to stare our enemies in the face and say, you're not going to be rejoicing over me anymore. I'm taking back my life. I want to be miskaber over you. I'm going to be powerful, more powerful than you can ever imagine. We need Siat Dishmaya, we need the Rabbi Shalom's help, we need the, the Gedali Israel's help. But ultimately, Akadishbarhu, we know that you're gonna pull us out. You're gonna be here for us. Let's sing the song together. Uh, 
Rimim Hashem, Kidili Sawani, Kidili Sawani, Kidili Sawani. Rimim Hashem, Kidili Sawani. Kidili sawani, kidili sawani. Araimem ha Hashem, kidili sawani, kidili sawani, kidili sawani. Araimem ha. Hashem Gidili Sawani, Gidili Sawani, Gidili Sawani. Oh uh... 